The following podcast episode is recommended for a mature audience. It may contain coarse language and the topics discussed might be inappropriate for people under 15 years of age. Listener discretion is advised. everyone, welcome back to X vs Y, pop culture podcast focusing on film and television. We're up to our eighth episode now. That's pretty lucky, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Audrey and I'm Generation X. I'm Matt and I'm Generation Y. It's actually like so crazy that we're up to our eighth episode. Like, you know, time really does fly, right? It's oh, been a couple of months. I know, it's taken us a long time to turn out eight episodes. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the first film, in the popular teen romance film series, To All the Boys. It was originally a book series by Jenny Han and it was adapted by Netflix into a film series. Now, can I give you a bit of trivia on this? I do know some trivia. Mm-hmm. I know that um, apparently when she was approached to make the, the, you know, they liked the story and everything, but they wanted to change the lead so she was an Asian or something like that. Wow. She waited until she got a deal where she could get, you know, what she wanted from the, you know, I mean, that's the whole essence of the book. I mean, that's the whole essence of the story in a way that, you know, it's, you see this sort of Asian American, you know, girl going through all these romantic trolls, you know, that you would normally see, Mm. you know, your, your Anglo American usually going through. So that's the, to me, that's the selling point of it. That's what made me watch it. Well, to be honest, like when you think about like those teen romance movies, like, you think of it like it's what a thousand, a thousand to one, like a, a Anglo American to Asian American or Black American or, you know, Hispanic American. Like there are so many, court like there are so many um, teen romance films like, um, like oh man, I can't even think of a single one. But like, <laughs> like there are so many out there, you know, like those Bring It On movies, the cheerleader ones, and then there's like um, John Tucker Must Die and stuff. They're always focusing on like a white female. So like it was really good to get that like Asian perspective. And I mean, like obviously they grew up in America, so like it's going to be a little bit different. Mm. But uh, oh, it's going to be like quite similar because of the culture thing. But like at least young like Asian girls. And, you know, young Asian teenagers and stuff can, like, watch this movie and then say, you know, like, that person looks like me. You know, it's not just, like, them watching people but feeling alienated. Yep. That's right. I think it's – I think Netflix are really, you know, taking the lead in this sort of genre or Mm. could call it a genre but just opening up to more diversity, you know, from from within a, you know, within a sort of a Western – sort of setting you know what I mean I'm, I'm sure they've got a lot of Korean romances and ones from different countries with Asian leads in the romance but not when they're from English-speaking countries so it's really nice to see sort of I'm, I mean it's not just this movie that I watched that was like had an Asian lead in sort of a young adult um, role there was this other movie called The Half of It have you seen that? No I haven't seen that one. So that one's more about um let me get the acronym right, LGBTQ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think yeah, there's so a few others like QAI yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so that, um, yeah, that was a good movie too, the half of it. That was recommended to me by a friend who is from that genre, I should say. Well, she's like a good friend of mine. And and I really enjoyed that too with um, – I think that was a Canadian filmmaker who made that one, but it was um, it was really well done. And and yeah, I really I I liked the first the the first instalment of this series, and um, it was the end. I'll well, do you want to give me a summary of the story or? Well, know? last time I gave you a summary of something, it was pretty terrible, but I'll give it a go. Okay. I'm just like all my thoughts are just kind of like wild out there. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. But it's like putting it into a succinct like lot like synopsis is definitely your strength not mine <laughs> oh, but, do, um, do, oh yeah you go have a go have a go so yeah like to all the boys i've loved before yeah um it's yeah basically like a three-part series so to all the boys i've loved before is the first one 
Um, and it's about this like teenager Lara Jean um, who is really bad at expressing her feelings. So for every guy that she's ever liked, she's never been able to tell them. So she always just writes like a love letter that helps her, I think, like deal with the um, inability of her to be able to speak to them. So um, she did basically like writes his sto- like writes his letters, puts it in his box, and um, her little sister is like kind of like a terror, you know, kitty, mm. and um, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna take this into my own hands and help my sister, um, and she ends up giving like the love letters to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and that was supposed to be. And, yeah, yeah. That, well, and the good. funny thing is, like later, they're like, she's like, well, you can't believe you sent them out, and then Kitty's like, why did you put the addresses on them then, like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know she's just lucky they didn't move since she sent them in a way. i know yeah otherwise it just like gets rejected like it just gets sent back or whatever but what i also liked about this movie and touching on the point i made before about like young asian women or young asian like teenagers being able to see like someone that looks like them on the screen is that there are also like a lot of people these days who are um biracial so yep. you know like especially especially pe- like immigrants to um, countries like America or Australia, you know, you have, um, you know, Asians marrying white people or like, you know, black people yeah. or what have you. Um, mixed and, race. Yeah, mixed race. And yeah. like that's actually uh, Lana Condor who plays Lara Jean. She's full, fully Korean. But um, in this in the story, like they're all supposed to be half Korean, half American. Yeah, yeah, mix, they're all mixed, but they don't yeah. really make a big issue out of it. It's just part of the story and yeah, the way and but the but, father still tries to get you know have them in touch with their Korean. Yeah, he tries to like yeah. send them to like go. Um, oh, I won't do a spoiler for the next episode, but like um, yeah, he tries to like even though he's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, so even though his wife and their mom isn't there anymore, he tries to. He doesn't try to like push all the American stuff on them. Like he tries to like actively like make those dishes and stuff to help. Like he tries to make Korean dishes and they like fail spectacularly, but he's actually actively trying to help. Like he's actually trying to connect them to the culture because, you know, obviously their mom isn't there to sort of be that like presence. Yeah. And I I thought that was like, um, I really like John Corbett as an actor too. Yeah, I do too. He's got that sort of, um, Sort of, I mean, I've liked him ever since Northern Exposure. It's probably before your time, but that's, yeah, I haven't seen that. That was a big Gen Gen X Generation <laughs> X sort of. You know, Northern Exposure came around the same time as Twin Peaks, and it was kind of the antidote to Qu- Twin Peaks because Twin oh, Peaks, all right, sort of yeah. very dark and. But it was about small town and you know David mm. Lynch, and then Northern Exposure came around, and it was more like it was quirky without all the you know. The, the death of Twin Peaks. <laughs> so it was kind of an antidote to Twin Peaks and all the actors were hot. So it was kind of like, yeah, John Corbett was really hot then. So so mm. you see him going into this sort of dad roles now. and But he's still got that charm he had from Northern Exposure days, you know. And um, and I liked, um, I liked actually all of them except I had an issue with the older sister. I just thought she looked too oh, old. The Mar- Margot. Too- yeah, Margot just looked, you know, they're only supposed to be like a few years apart, you know, yeah. like the same guy, but she looked older than the boyfriend that she was supposed to be, you know, the next door neighbour that she was supposed to be going out with. She looked a lot think, older than her sisters. Well, I think Kitty, Kitty's like 11. I think Lara Jean is like 16. Yeah, Margot's supposed to be 18 or something. Yeah, she's supposed to be 18 or 19. I actually looked her up because she was, um, she's played by Janelle Parrish yeah. and she was in um, this movie called Bratz back in the day. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. No, no. <laughs> I can't believe I saw that. But so there's um, a generation gap. I don't think I. Oh man, I um, I no, it's not a generation gap thing. That's a my sister pestering me until I watched it thing. But um, like, um, she was like, I think she's like 35 or something. Yeah, I know. She just looked too like, old. It was like um, it was like the cast of Greece. Did you ever see the movie Greece? Oh yeah, that definitely them not 18. Kind of. Movie. Yeah, some of them looked might have been able to pass you know John Travolta but they all looked they all looked like adults you know they didn't I thought like Sandy I thought Olivia Newton-John looked quite young she looked young but when you she was like 30 she was the oldest one she was one of the what oldest, really oldest yeah well she was pretty old when she made Greece so oh I just God. think you know what I mean it was just that yeah but Greece is different Greece is a fantasy musical I mean this isn't as you know, this is still all fantasy movies, but you know they cast the other ones so well. You 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 can't cast kids. My point is, 
you can't cast kids alongside someone who looks so much older. Do you know what I mean? You've got to cast all of the kids to look older to match that actress. Otherwise, mm. that that older actress is going to just look older. I know she's probably half Asian as well or Asian, the, the sister, Margot. But she, you know, you can only, you could just tell she was so much older than them. What's that saying? Asian, not Raisin or something? Yeah, something. Like that. <laughs> Shout out to Emily Bowie in the audience. Like she told me about that. I was like, she every time, because I'm like, she doesn't look like sixty, and she, she, she's like Asian, not raising. I'm like, again. <laughs> but it, you know, it doesn't. It's not just the. But you know, when you watch an actress, okay, no matter how good she is or how young she looks, her voice gives her away. Her yeah, voice yeah. Will give her age away. So even if she talks, I can hear she's older than the other girls by a lot. You mm. know, so I just think it's just it's it makes the whole film. You know, it's it's just a shame because the rest of the movie is so sort of likable and easy to watch and you like the guys in it and you know what I mean and the situations. There's nothing ever really anything bad that happens. I mean, what happens? She has a friend who's kind of, you know, because it's like her, he's in a, they end up pretending to be boyfriend and girlfriend mm. to get someone jealous, like his ex jealous. And then, of course, you know, things happen between them and they start to like each other a bit more. But, you know what I mean? It's very, it's a very cliched, well-worn um, romantic comedy. Really? It's taken. Yes. I, so, I, I couldn't disagree more. Oh, I could not disagree. Rom- no, you, I could not disagree you, more. You don't watch a lot of romantic comedies. You haven't no, but seen like, the... I, I, I couldn't disagree more because the thing is, like, I was expecting um, her to, you know, do that thing where she she's doing this to sign, kind of make herself feel better and then eventually she'd be like, you know what, this is above me, like, this is below me, I'm going to be an independent woman or something. I didn't <laughs> expect, like, Peter to be so – because, you know, he's like the lacrosse player and the lacrosse yeah, captain yeah, yeah. and all that and he's got this and he's got a car and he's got this, like – Obviously, his parents seem for fine buying him a $50,000 like Land Rover or whatever. But like when you actually hear about it, when you actually like when he sort of uh, lowers his walls, I guess, around um, Lara Jean, like you see that he's like conflicted and he's like emotional and like he has been hurt like by Jen. Yeah. Like his ex-girlfriend. And, you know, his dad like left or something and has a new family you know, so he's just home with his mom and his brother. Um, and so, so they've given him a bit of depth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you character. know, he yeah. sets his, like, background uh, on his phone as Lara Jean and he's, like, a cut yeah. that she didn't set it to him. It's, like, yeah. he seems to be, like, quite invested in this, like, fake relationship for someone who's trying to get back at his ex-girlfriend. Well, I think it's you just, know? you know, he's he he sort of appreciates having someone who listens to and can relate to his problems and, you know, he's genuinely empathetic to him, mm. I guess. So that's, you know, that's it's it's kind of a nice model to to show younger people, you know. You, you should start off like friends first, getting to know someone, you know what mm. I mean? It's not just mm. all about physical attraction and hanging out with someone that's, you know, will make you look good, you know. There's a, there, there's, I mean, I mean, I mean this, story, this story yeah. might be about, like, actually pretending to be in a fake relationship before you actually start dating. Uh, well, it's just saying it's, it's not bad to be, you know, friends first. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it is, it is a, I, I like the pace of it. I liked, like I said, I liked everything about the first series installment. I must say I didn't like the second one as much as the first one, but the first one I really liked because it was just very fresh and I liked the leads and I mm. liked everything except Margot. So I was glad Margot left. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you, what did you think about Peter Kavinsky, uh, Audrey? What was that? What did you who, like? What did you think about Peter Kavinsky? So, like Noah Centineo's character, because after that movie came out, he became like the latest like teen heartthrob. I thought he was pretty. Like, if I was younger, you know, he's a bit young for me. But if I was younger, I would have thought he was pretty hot. I thought he was quite attractive. Yeah, he's like tall, he's strong, like he's not, buff. It's not just his looks; it was just his, you know, the 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 personality he brings across. You know, mm. he, he was sort of a not not that sort of idiot jock he was kind of quite sensitive and he listened to her and he knew that Mm. what she liked and didn't like like I love that bit where he went to the Korean store he said he went to the Korean store to get her favorite snack and yeah and and they added little things like how he got along with her little sister so Mm. you know what I mean they just gave him a few more 
a bit more dimension to his personality, which made him more likable. So yeah. whether that was, you know, that was the actor or the script, you know, it's probably a combination that made mm. it more likable character. Whereas sometimes you go watch, if you go back a few generations to my generation, sometimes those old 80s movies, you know, there's the, the, the guy they all fall in love with or the jock or whoever, and they're quite one-dimensional. They're not really that interesting or, um, you know, they're not as well well thought out as some of as he was, you know, to make because you know when you think about it, most movies are ninety minutes. Have got ninety minutes to have you invested in all these characters, you know. So how are they going to do it, you know? Mm. So um, it's quite challenging when you think about it. So you know they've got to make you know the scenario believable, but you know it's still very contrived. You know, oh well, they happen to be having to go on this you know ski trip together and all the yeah, that, that's, that's kind that's of so, like yeah. that's so um. Yeah. Yeah, like predictable, yeah. Yeah, it's all these tropes to bring them together. But it's still, it's. I think it's the execution, you know what I mean? This is your typical, y, you know, YA sort of romantic comedy, but I thought it was very well done, the first one. not mm. uh, The second one, you know, I, I watched the second one because I liked the first one so much, but the second one was a bit more contrived, I felt. And, um, and, and it was predictable, like the ending was, you know, basically. Well, let's keep that for the second episode, Rumble. I don't know whether I can. <laughs> for the next episode. Yeah, I don't know whether I can fill a whole episode on the second <laughs> installment of this series. But, yeah, we'll try, okay. So. I, just, I just think, like, especially the first one, um, you kind of knew that he was starting to have feelings for her, for feelings for her, when um, she ends up going out to the, uh, I think it's the gay guy, the gay, the gay guy she wrote the letter to. I think yeah, that's another Lewis trope, a gay best friend sort of. Thing. Yeah, I think his name's Lewis or something like that, and um, he's like Lucas, sorry, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's like waiting outside for you, right? And she's like, yeah. what? And then she goes out, and I was just like. Ooh, we're gonna fall in love now, and you know they kind of do that, that whole thing. That was pretty thing. hot. That was pretty hot. <laughs> in a bar, hot tub, hot tub. <laughs> I was as like, well. wow, this doesn't happen in Australia. Or maybe it does. I was just, I just had a very sheltered. High school I, 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 just, I just, I just think it was nice to see, um, because she seems like a very shy character as well. Yeah, and it was nice to see her like kind of feel, um, safe. I guess with him. Yeah, yeah, I liked you know? that too. I liked, I really liked how they sort of developed her character and, you know, you could really identify with her, you know, that she was yeah. very, you know, she had a lot of all these fantasies in her head and then when it was starting to happen, you know, she was sort of, she felt a bit out of her depth, you know, and um, and, and the, I thought the actress portrayed that really well as well. Like she was really likeable, you know. Mm. So, um, no, it was, I thought it was great. I really. Like she I rides really... her bike to the shop, and he's like, "Is that your ride?" Yeah. <laughs> like there were so yeah, many yeah, great yeah. little comedic moments, you know, like the one where like she's just drinking her strawberry milkshake, and she like kind of turns her head, and he's just looking at her, and then there's the one where like she's driving, and Kitty's like hops out of the car, she's like, "Len," <laughs> <laughs> and then then she hits Peter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked um. What was it? was her sister's name? Kitty, the younger. Yeah, one? Kitty. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her. I liked the actress, and I liked her character. And well, I they're liked... doing a they're doing a spin off of her. Oh well, she was good. She yeah, does... they're doing a TV show spin off of her. So I don't know if they'll bring the original cast back. Well, they'd have to because that actress was very good. I thought she was. Mm. She was. If I had to pick out standout actors, I'd say she was one because she was. She just brought a lot of energy to her scenes, you know, and she was very um. You know what I mean? She was like, you know, you know, because that, that's a tricky role to be the younger sister who's annoying. You know, she can be too cutesy or they could cast someone who's just really obnoxious. But she kind of, I think she walked that line really well and was still believable, you know, what she does. You know, yeah. She do it to, 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 you know, annoy her sister. She does it because she wants her sister. She can see that her sister kind of just needs a bit of a push, you know. Yeah. So, um, so no, I, I, I think she, I think she kind of, she kind of reminds me of Lucy a little bit where like, you know, I'll be like, I'll be, I'll say something to Lucy like, oh, you want to come back? No, I don't want to talk about that. I don't like it. And it's like, yeah, but it's like kind of like that, that age where like they, they're old enough to sort of know what they want and they, they're sort of developing that personality, but they're also not 
in the teenage years where they start yeah. modifying their personality to fit into yeah, certain right. like groups. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, that sort of by like peer pressure and you know hormones. Yeah, yeah, they're still like yeah. you know eleven or twelve or something is like the perfect yeah. age. Yeah, they're kind of at their most cocky and confident, aren't they? Yeah. So keep hanging out with Lucy until like for another year or so, and oh, then she'll okay. be like off. Well, she'll be off to all the parties and. <laughs> no, no, I've just you know, I always just warn warn all girls and boys don't don't be driven by your hormones. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, plenty man. of time to capitalize on your hormones. Focus on in you know just being a just enjoy your 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 high school years you know what mm. I mean like and I, I think I like that about this as well it's kind of like it still has this innocence about it even though they hook up you know it's not all about too much angst in it and it's just about mm. I like it it's because the, the basis of their relationship is friendship and I think that's a good message to put out to to you know young adults these days you know have a connection with someone you know a genuine one it doesn't matter you know about your background or whatever it's kind yeah. of like you need to have some form of a friendship before you can move on mm. to intimacy, you know? Well, I it's think. also, it's also like black, regardless of whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern or whatever, like Noah, like, sorry, Peter doesn't care and she doesn't care. You know, it's no. not like, you know how sometimes they'll like in these movies that are coming out now, the whole politically correct ones, they try to yeah. force people together yeah, or just they, to make it like a be- quota or like. Make to make it diverse, whereas this one seems very genuine. Well, also they don't make a big deal out of this interracial sort of. Yeah, it's just like they like each other. They're friends. Yeah, they're just, Who cares? Uh, yeah, that's right. They're just at yeah. school together and they just hook up. So it's not. Mm. You know, I like I like that too. And I saw I was going to say there's another good series on Netflix. It's called Never Have I Ever, I think, and it was Mindy Kaling made that one, and she um. She she's she produced um she's produced a few things now. She's do you, have you heard of Mindy Kaling or not? Yeah, yeah, she's the woman from um The Office. Yeah, The Office. And then yeah, the oh my god, she's terrifying in that show. Like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> makes up a pregnancy or something to get a boyfriend to marry her or whatever. Like, oh my god. <laughs> well, she's quite a prolific writer and producer, and she oh wow as well. So she did this whole other series called The Mini Project. I used to watch Yeah, that I've, I've, I have heard of that. I've been wanting to get around to see it, but yep. yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I liked it. I just liked it. Like, the appeal of it was like, I like seeing this strong Asian female in the lead or Indian, you know, as we well, were. Actually, actually, I read this thing on Quora recently and someone was like, it was an Indian person and they were getting angry because like um, because when you think of Asia, you generally think of like Southeast Asia or like China kind of thing. And there are so many countries that are Asian as well. Like India is Asian. Like if you're Indian, you're Asian. Yeah, totally. But like well, people make that like people make that sort of like um, this like like separation, I guess, because they don't look stereotypically Asian, I guess. No, I, I just think it you depends know? on what part of the world you come from. When you go to... Mm. If you're brought up in the UK, they call Asians, Indians are Asians, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, um, I don't know, I don't even know whether they call the Chinese Orientals. I have no idea because I haven't. Oh really... my God. I don't, I don't I know. know if, I think UK, Orientals are, are very un- like, hey, Orientals are very like 19th century kind of, um, well, well, I don't know as gimmick. much terminology <laughs> with, with, with the UK, but I do know they call. Indians, Asians, and Asians kind of they lump them all together in the continent. Whereas if you go to somewhere like America or even Australia, we're more we 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 separate them more. We don't th- when we think of Asians, we think more of like you know the 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 sort of the Chinese and the the ones that look more Oriental, I suppose. And and Indians are you know from India. <laughs> like I yeah, know, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's because of the cricket. Who knows? You know. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's they like... know how to differentiate cricket. And Indians, but in um, but you'd think the UK would be the same as Australia. Anyway, we're we're, we're getting we're well, getting. I mean, started. like there's there's very different ones too, because like when you everyone kind of gets lumped together as white, but then you've got like you know Scottish people with you've got red hair, and then you've got like well the, yeah the big big dude from Norway and stuff like Icelandic like Scandinavian people, like <laughs> they're very different to like a standard American, you know, like if well, you think yeah, about Hathor Julius Bjornsson, he's like six foot eleven or something, and like broke a deadlift record for 501 kilos. You don't think that he's going to be Peter Griffin or something like, you know, they're very, very different. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, ultimately, in the end, we're all just human beings, aren't mm. we? Yeah, in and I think, that... I think, I think this movie is um, maybe you know it's probably not going to win. Well, I don't think it's won any Academy Awards or anything like that. It had ninety six percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. But it, it it's 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 working to change the perspectives of the younger generation, and you know, then they're moving up. But um, I th- I think also it shined a, it kind of it kind of sh- highlighted the difficulties that millennials go through now too, because well, millennials and Gen Z or Gen y, uh, Gen Z um, with the whole phone thing, you know, because there's the porn like seemingly pornographic video of her and Peter, like yeah. you know, people sitting there with phones. All the te- all you have to do is pull out a phone, video it. Like yeah. in the eighties and nineties, I guess when you were growing up, if you ever did anything like somewhat promiscuous or something, no, no one cared. Or well, or if they, they or if they did, yeah. like a couple of people saw it and it shared, you know, and it was spread like wildfire around the school. But then eventually everyone forgot. Whereas like with phones and you know videos and stuff, like that stuff can go viral. Yeah. What what do they call that? They have a digital sort of imprint now yeah like and that stuff can like resurface when you're going for a job or like yeah. um you know imagine you became a ceo or something and then like a video of you like getting mm. trashed on a saturday night like comes out when you were 18 and you're like okay they're like all right well you don't have a job anymore you know i i really don't like that because i feel like people change over years and i don't like that all these like you know i've probably done st- stupid things before like there was one one video one video came um i've got my friend show um video of me a long time ago i was like doing naruto run around the school yep <laughs> and like with you know arms behind the back and stuff and it's like it's not really bad but it does make you look bad i guess if you go for a um you know go for like a management position or something because it's like you know it's not reflect it's well it's not reflective of your personality at the time yeah. But unfortunately, people just connect that with you and they're like, well, that's, you know, that could be bad PR, Yeah, you know, and, you know, I just, I just don't like that. And I don't like that. Like, I love phones. They're so amazing. You can do so many things with them. But obviously, like, there are negatives as well. You know, um, by the way, if you're, like, interested in this topic, check out our, um, is that our second episode where we talked yeah. about um, The Social Dilemma. That's a really, really yeah. good documentary. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'll make you turn off your phone yeah. day <laughs> until you get a message and then you'll be, like, checking it again. Yeah. But I have, you know what else? I'll, I'll give you another thing that will help you get off Facebook is when you open some stupid um, viral oh, yeah. tags, everyone, and then, uh, and then you know what? I'm, I've logged out of Facebook now because I've just, like, I'm over it. I, I don't want to have anything to do with all these stupid phishing scams, you know what I mean? I think, and I think, <laughs> I think I that's think, your generation just clicking on, like, ooh, free iPhone. No, no, no. Well, you haven't a free iPhone. But you, anyway, I'm not going to go into it. But I was, <laughs> I, I was, I'm just so over social media at the moment. So if you want to contact us, you're just going to have to do it the old-fashioned way and email. <laughs> <laughs> email. I, I, I still have Facebook. It's all good. Um, no, no. You can email Matthew and, and then I'll find out. But I was just going to say it's kind of like the movie is it's it's kind of nice that it touches on that for well good I should just, it's good that it touches on these um you know themes of the the new new technology and how you can spread these rumors and things so it might make anyone watching be more mindful of you know their mm. circumstances and what could be incriminating to them in the future you know so it it's it makes it kind of relevant and current when they have you know additions like that to the plot but it was you know overall i thought it was a i, I really liked it i'd give it i'd give it three and a half out of five for a, a rom-com and um and, and the other rom-com that is that has an asian lead but it's not young adult that i've seen on netflix as well was the one with ali wong in it um oh is that the may, one that's, maybe um, be my maybe i think it was it was called. Oh, I'm thinking about her book. I really want no, to read no, no. her book. Her book is great, but I thought that movie, you know, that movie had Randall. I like Randall Park as well. He's, he's oh, yeah, he's he's off the boat. He's a really. I love really Randall fan. Park. He's in Agents. Yeah. He's in not Agents of Shield. He's in um, WandaVision as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's like an FBI agent or something. Yeah. He's so funny. He, he's so good, and he's so kind of. You know, even though he's Korean and he played a Chinese guy, in the <laughs> show, but I still, you know what I mean? He's so likable. 
but mm. I really, I really liked it. You know, it was well, really it's kind of, it's kind of like Simi Liu. He played um, uh, Jung Kim in uh, Kim's Convenience, but he's like Chinese, not Korean. Yeah. I know you can't really. I mean, you know, you can't. It, it's not. It doesn't really matter if they're playing outside of their. Um... <laughs> well, I per- I can't. I can't tell. To be honest, I can't tell the differences. But I, I guess some people can. But I mean, I think if they're a good actor, it shouldn't really matter. Yeah, that that's much, right. You know? But it's, yeah. it's nice to see all these Asian roles and all these, you know, this these this diversity coming mm. out. Netflix, you know, I was going to say, good on Netflix. For, yeah, good um, on your Netflix. <laughs> creating all this content that you know appeals to a a wider range of your your market. You know what I mean? And um, and yeah, uh, maybe maybe be mine. Oh yeah, maybe I think it was called maybe be mine. Maybe has Keanu in it. That was another big. Oh last yeah, we know how much you love Keanu. Oh, yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. Anyway, so so for this, yeah, what so what 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 would you give this movie, Matthew? Um, I just wanted to say the last bit. I love how. Um, it shows how sensitive and like sentimental he is when he gives um, when Kitty shows uh, Lara Jean the notes that he wrote like during their relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, because remember you said at the start he's like, "I want to, I want notes that, like and stuff," and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And like you know, he just he's a very sentimental person, but I yeah. think he hides that behind those very high walls of that jock behavior. Yeah, because he's got those friends and he feels like he has to live up to it. But I really liked that. It was a nice little moment. Yeah, you're um, right. He was a very sweetly written character, and yeah. played by the actor. So that made that made that made you really kind of root for them to get together. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and then so good. many people are like, so many people were expecting them to actually get together, like after the movie as well, because oh, they're very close. And it's yeah, like, well, I think she's been dating her boyfriend for like six years. Well, I think, you know, because they had such good chemistry on screen. Yeah, but yeah. When you think about these movies, they do cast. The actors, that's why there's casting, you know, because they see mm. if the actors have any actual chemistry because they're not going to, they're, they're not going to um, cast two people if they don't really look like they they like each other or that, you know, there's no on screen sort of, you know. Yeah, and, chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look, for example, can I give an example who mm. I thought had zero on screen chemistry? Ginny and Harry in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. They like had zero zero chemistry, you know. I, I think I think that was just it was kind of forced a bit because like I think they wanted Harry and Ron to be more like connected. I think it was just the casting, you know. I think those actors just probably didn't, you know, because I was watching because I've been watching. Um, we watched the Order of the Phoenix the other day. We can talk Ooh, about that. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're, we're gonna we're do that. Finished, yeah, we finished that book and um. And I was watching, you know, Cho Chang, Cho Chang, his, his romantic interest in that. And I thought, she's not, you know, she's quite quiet and they don't give her much to do. But even when he was, at least when he was kissing her, it looked like they were into each other. But when I remember. That was like, awful that, relationship though. I no, remember but, in the but, book he's talking about how she's crying while they're kissing. Yeah, but, and... but I found that when I watched it, I felt like, yeah, I can see that attraction. But when I, I remember when I first watched the Ginny Harry one, I couldn't see anything. You know what I mean? It was just like. It's they, they only did it because it was plotted that way, and maybe because when they cast Ginny and Harry, they didn't think they're going to hook up, so they never had to cast yeah. chemistry, you know. And I think that shows in the movie. <laughs> Whereas I think, I think also, maybe they, yep, sorry. I, I think I think also like I I know it was I know everyone predicted it, but I really thought Harry and Hermione's chemistry yeah. was there. They you know when they're holding each when they're dancing yeah. in the tent that time. Yeah, yeah. They have heaps of chemistry. Those two actors. I thought they have more than Ron and Hermione. Yeah, but yeah. That would have been a good match because you can see their chemistry. Instantly. But I think I'm I saying think they some just... actors have chemistry and some actors don't. Well, know? I think Ginny, Ginny. I think I don't think Bonnie Wright's a terrible actress, but I don't think oh. that. Um, she wasn't. Like, she wasn't cast for chemistry with Harry. Yeah, know? there wasn't enough like. In, in if you read the books, she does a lot more with Harry. Like she'll spend yeah. time with him and talk to him. And yeah. obviously, because of the size of the like, because of the amount of detail they had to include in the movies, they just couldn't add all of that character depth for her. No, because they've got so many people to focus on. They've got like Draco. They've got you know Harry, Ron, Hermione, Neville. You know Dumbledore. But- blah blah blah. Like they've just they would they didn't have time. But I think that's that's my point. You know, with this movie, I think also oh, Harry Potter isn't really script. a rom com. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying. I think they cast <laughs> they cast this with the chemistry in mind. The two leads have to have some sort of chemistry, and you can see yeah. that in the movie. That's that's why I think in the second movie 
he, she didn't really have chemistry with the rivals, you know what I mean? So it doesn't, mm. there's not really any threat, you know, that's why it's kind of a nothing movie. I didn't. The first one you feel more because you, you don't really, you don't really know the. Do you, you want know, to just talk about of, the second one now? We can talk about it because it's only going to take me five minutes to talk about the second I, movie. I hated her so much. Oh, her in the second movie. Yeah, I hated her. I thought she was a massive bitch. Oh, well, I kind of barely remember the second movie just because I thought it was kind of a, to me, it was kind of an add-on. It felt like one of those add-on movies where they added on because the first one was so successful. Oh, I didn't think, I did. I don't know if they knew that they were going to get a second movie. No, so but I you think, know what I mean? Even like a book add-on, it feels like, oh, her first book. Oh, was, yeah. I, I think they need to do that, though. Like, they need to – it's hard for them because they can't really set up the second movie because, especially with Netflix, you don't know if it's going to get a second movie. So they kind of had to, like, finish off the first movie while simultaneously allowing it to have, like, simultaneously, like, um, setting a, like, sort of spin-off or whatever as well. You know, like, at the end when they kiss and then they walk off together, like, that could be the end of the movie. You know what I mean? But then they had to include that bit where, like, the love interest shows up um, to be like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know? So it's, it's hard for them. I, th- I think it's hard for the filmmakers because they've got to they've got to close out the movie in case it never gets a sequel, but they've also got to allow the, that movie to move on to a sequel as well. I just felt it really felt like an add-on. Do you know what I mean? Like the story. Like a, really yeah. You know, there's no real... Like a you know, one, po- no, like a like like movie one is a one, and then the second one is like a one point five or something. Yeah, like it doesn't, yeah. yeah. It's not like you know the Star Wars saga or anything. It's kind of oh. like it's not. Ongoing. Is that every <laughs> single episode now that Star Wars has come out? Know, every single look, episode. I only, I only do it to make get you all wild up. I don't really care. But um, oh. the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think. Um, yeah, I, don't, I just didn't – I wasn't invested in it. I still like the actors in it. I still watched it, but there was no real tension. There was no real investment. And I didn't think she had that much chemistry with the, her rival, you know, the rival to the main guy. So you never – I never felt there was any – I think there was. When you see – especially the end part when you see them dancing and um, – Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, I just... they, they weren't able to transmit into the movie or something, but, like – in the book, she says something like, oh, you know, um, he said, he, like, he said, they're driving together or something, and he says, like, I can wait for you or whatever. And then she goes, you know, oh, it would be so easy to, like, drop Peter and start a life with you. And I'm like, you bitch. Like, you've got this amazing guy right here, and you're like, hmm, well, you know, I've got to explore my options. But maybe in the book it's different because, you know, this is someone that she used to like when she was very young, who she was very in sync with, you know, intellectually and everything. So it's a different kind of, you know, crush, I suppose, you know. Well, he's, a di- he's definitely a different character. You know, he's more, yeah, like, I, like you said, like intellectual and he's more like yeah. in tune with her thoughts, whereas like yeah, Peter, yeah, yeah. Peter's kind of. Opposites he, attract. Yeah, he's an opposites attract. But I, I think. I didn't like when you when you watch the first part of the movie. She's getting pissed off because, or is she starting to think about um, what's his name, John Ambrose McLaren? And then she's, you know, finding out that um, she keeps comparing herself to his ex girlfriend. And then, you know, yeah. she finds out that he used to give her flowers and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, just be happy with what you've got. Like, don't don't start looking for what you're missing out on or something because then. I mean, don't obviously don't stay in a relationship if you're not happy, but also don't be constantly looking for ways that you can improve, I guess, because like w- whatever relationship you're in, it's it's never going to be perfect. No. Never. It's never going to be 100% every little expectation you have. No. So, it's not like you're I don't I don't think it's like you're I'm not going to I'm not trying to say that you're like settling for that person. But I think that you should also appreciate what you have. Like if they're if they love you and they're trying to do their best for you, but they don't meet every single one of your expectations, it doesn't mean that you'd drop them and go look for someone who meets one percent more. Mm. You know, because like if you want ev- if you want every single expectation that you have from your like romantic stupid little romantic fantasies, then you're never gonna you're never gonna meet anyone and you're always gonna be unhappy. 
You know, this is really it's, it's actually up. kind of one, it's like a combination of Peter and him. But I was going to say, the, the, the fact you went into so much analysis into this shows <laughs> that you were really invested in the characters. So I guess that shows it, the movie has worked for you at some level, whereas with me, I just see all the contrivances and I see that the actors really don't have as much chemistry as the other actors from the, the previous film. So I know she's going to end up with that actor she had a lot of chemistry with, you know what I mean? So to me, that's where it fell, you know, and I just didn't, you know, it wasn't as, I think the first movie when I first saw it, because I had like, you know, I'd heard about it, but I didn't really have very high expectations. It was a really nice surprise. And then when you come to the second movie, you kind of think, oh, well, I really like the first movie. I'm going to watch this one. And then you're like, oh, like there's no surprise anymore. And, and the plot's a bit more contrived and, you know, and it's not as fresh. Does that make sense? So for mm. me, this movie fell flat so then you know when you suggested watching the third one I was like I don't know whether I can handle watching another one of these just because I didn't really I don't want to but then I have read you know I read a few reviews of the third one which said that you know it's better than the second one but yeah we'll do we'll do an episode we'll do an episode on that definitely yeah maybe yeah. maybe a five minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've got as much to say about these the sequels as the first one, but I did love the first one. I'd give the first one as a solid three and a half and I'd give the second one maybe two and a half. <laughs> I, I'd give, uh, I'd give, I'd give number one a four okay, and number good. two, maybe a 3.5. Cause it, yeah, it wasn't as good. It didn't have the same magic. And no. I was pissed off. Like I know that Jenny Han obviously had to make some sort of conflict because yeah. it couldn't just be like a year of them loving each other and yeah. stuff. Cause yeah. no one's going to watch that. Yeah. But I was just so mad for Peter. Like, I felt so sorry for him. Like, you what? know, he, he, he's comforting Jen because her parents are separated. And, like, you know. Lara Jean's like, you know, he's cheating on me. He's ne- never stopped talking to her. And it's like, just go see a counsellor if you're that bloody... Insecure. Um, yeah, like, it's kind of worrying. <laughs> well, you know, when you know the history that Jen and Lara Jean used to be best friends and all this other drama, it does make more sense. But it's still very... I just you know think I mean? jumping to conclusions in a relationship never works out for anyone. Well, for me, I think I, I, I think I feel just too old when they started going into all this sort of stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, what so was it? School. What was it like for? What was it like for you in like the dating game in in your oh, teens? No. I was I was very I was very Lara Jean in terms of I didn't really you know it was all kind of just you know on paper it was never actual you know i avoided and and you know another thing my circumstances were different i was i was um i had parents who worked all the time so i never really had a social life outside of school you know so yeah i just wasn't i wasn't into that scene and i'm really grateful i wasn't into the all the boys and everything because you know, when I see what happened, <laughs> like I'm glad I didn't end up being a mum straight out, out of high school and stuff. Like I was mm. from that generation. Not that I'm, you know, that was their choice. Those things happened, you know what I mean? But I, I'm glad I had the life I've had and I think that's what you've – I think that's as overall that's what you've got to do as an individual, just own your own life, you know, own your own mm. choices and path and try not to be influenced by – the pack you know what I mean you got to do what you think is right I mean I know there were people who were hunting you know oh, I've got to you know that pressure you know that peer pressure to hook up with someone is always there you know I I, I couldn't I couldn't I, I'm not going to say I couldn't agree I'm going to say I couldn't agree more to be honest because like so many of my um I guess what you'll call them school friends you know they've gone on to relationships and stuff and I'm glad that they're happy but I also don't Sometimes you you struggle with it, like you struggle with not having like you know everything sorted out. But I just have to, you just have to remind yourself that everyone like goes through a different life. We're all on a different journey, and just because you don't meet your like wife at twenty five doesn't mean that you won't meet one eventually. Or, or um, if you didn't have a boyfriend in high school or a girlfriend, yeah, I didn't, mean I didn't you're have never a girlfriend in high someone. school. <laughs> yeah. My, what my now, <laughs> yeah, I still don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> no, but it's like it's um. You know, it's more about like uh, just putting. It's more about putting yourself out there, and like you know, you you really do meet people in the most um, unexpected circumstances. Mm. Um, I, I'm not a really a club person. I'm more of a like I'd rather have a conversation rather than you know, music that's going to damage my eardrums by the time I'm thirty. But yeah, um, you know, when you meet people that way, at least you can converse. 
Whereas like you go to a nightclub or something, you're just dancing. You can't hear anyone anyway. No. But, you know, some people like that, you know, connection with others. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to knock how anyone meets other people. Yeah, I, I think that's weird. <laughs> and everyone, yeah, and you know what? Everyone connects with people for different reasons. You know, some yeah, might be looking for a for an escape in high school because they don't like their life, so they're looking to hook up with someone and then you know leave mm. their life. You know, there's all these different motives everyone has. So mm. I don't judge anyone, but I just think you know you you just live your own truth. Don't live live a way that you think is going to, you know, that's what I try and tell my kids, you know, don't don't just do something because everyone else has done it, you know, don't be a sheep, you know. Yeah. Because you, if you if you hang out with the wrong sheep, you're going to end up at the abattoir, you know. <laughs> 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 so, that's, not, that's not a good ending, you know, like, um, and, and you, you know, you've you got so many opportunities in a, you know, being raised in this country that we, you, we need to make the most of it, you know, don't. Mm. Don't waste all these opportunities you have in life, you know. So, um, so yes, that's what this movie brings out in us. This kind of discussion that's probably good. Well, um, actually, I actually remembered um something that reinforced my point. Where um in the voiceover at the end, Lara Jean's like, "I wanted this fairy tale relationship with Peter," and then she's like, "But I'm actually satisfied with what I've got with him. Like, yeah. he doesn't meet my every expectation, but he, I still love him." Yeah, that's good. That's a really, it's kind of a mature way of looking at. Yeah. You know, she's 17 now, so she's got to grow up a bit. <laughs> well, that's it. And, um, and I always feel when I watch these movies, I always think, wow, Americans seem so mature. You know, they're so like. Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're all bloody old. That's why they can't cast actual teenagers because all the teenagers have like acne and like yeah. they have random growth spurts and stuff. Yeah. Like I feel like the only teenage thing that kind of shot off was um, – was Harry Potter because you actually did watch them grow up with you. You know what I like about Harry Potter, though? What I like about watching English um, youth things compared to Americans is the English don't all look too perfect. You know, you can see they've got bad teeth still. and Whereas American, you know, American teenagers and everything, they all look so perfect. Their they all look like look models. Yeah, their teeth looks perfect. Like no one's got crooked teeth. No one's got gaps in their teeth. No one's got braces or anything. Yeah, like. or, or even if they do have braces, they still look really attractive. You know, they've either got all braces and then the next scene they're stunning looking. You know what I mean? Whereas, well, they're muscled like a 25-year-old or something. Like it's ridiculous. The, the English always kind of look a bit gawky and real, you know. So yeah. for me, they're a bit more – their series, their series when they cast youth, seem a bit more believable but i like the fantasy of the american high school you know the you know that you, you know that really attractive asian girl's going to end up with this really attractive <laughs> job. i mean that's kind of a nice fantasy to have so it fulfills that kind of fantasy doesn't it and it's nice to have like you said it's nice to have that fantasy if you're a young you know asian youth growing up thinking oh mm. yeah you know it's it's you know beautiful people can that look like us can end up with, you know, or you know what I mean, they don't even, it's just, it's nice to have that fantasy out there. So, so I like think I said, Jenny, Jenny, with- Jenny, yeah, like good on Jenny Hahn for making that. You know, she got, um, she got like a, re- she recently just got like a, oh, I can't remember, she recently just got like a ton of um, backlash <laughs> for this book she wrote. Um, and they were like, something, it was something like, oh, what was it? It was something like she made this, wrote this book about this white girl, right? White teenager. And everyone's like, why the hell are you writing about white girls? You're Asian. Like, and it was, it was, she was getting backlash from Asian people. They're mm-hmm. like, why aren't you using your platform to like represent all these people? And she's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just like this character. Yeah. You know, and like, and, you know, it, it's like, why does someone have to be, why does she Why does have, to, have uh, to justify? Why does yeah, she have yeah. to justify? Yeah, yeah, can't she just write? She, you know, yeah, that's right. She's an artist, a creative artist. Yeah. She's, not a, she's not a. She doesn't rep all. She doesn't have to rep all Asians all the time. Jesus, look, J.K. Rowling wrote about a boy who's got magic. She's not male, and she doesn't have magic. Yeah. <laughs> How can she write about the male? You know. And and she got like she got like a ton of um she's like already written books that challenge that norm norm anyway like yeah. to all the boys I've loved before does yeah. she have to write an Asian yeah she does she have to write about an Asian teenager every single book series she writes can't well, she, she branch out a bit 
Yeah, she doesn't need an Asian protagonist in every book just because she's Asian. I think that's a bit narrow-minded in itself. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, <laughs> obviously, like, it depends on what it is, though, too, because um, I was talking about this with um, a friend of mine recently and we were talking about how, you know, you've got movies like, um, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like the whole whitewashing thing. Like, you can't, if you made a movie about Norway in the 1100s, you can't have, like, Asian actresses or black actor actors, like Chris, like it's set in that area. They're all Vikings. Yep. You know what I mean? But like, if yep. you, if you, I think if you, you get into this modern time where that diversity is okay, like you yep. don't have to be sort of um, true to the script or true to the times or whatever. Like you can sort of um, develop things a bit more. It's like, um, I think it was um, – there was a Quentin Tarantino movie. I think it was called um, – oh, what was it called? Uh, it wasn't A Million Ways to Die in the West. It was something about – something like that. It was a Western movie. And yeah. um, Wasn't Django Unchained? No. Oh, it might have been that because I remember Samuel L. Jackson was saying something. It was yeah. – uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has to say, like, the yeah, N-word. it was Django Unchained. Yeah. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio has to say the N-word and he was, like, freaking out about it or something. And um, Quentin Tarantino got, like, a crap load of backlash for that. Yeah. And um, Samuel L. Jackson actually supported him. He's like, well, you know, that, that was what we got called then. Like, he's being true to the historical – like, he's being historically accurate. It's not like he's a racist. He's just – it's not 2010 or 2011 or whatever. Like, well, stop. that's something we can talk about one time, Quentin Yeah. Tarantino. We should do a Quentin Tarantino episode for sure. Gosh, um, <laughs> we could go on for like five episodes yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it for to all the boys I've loved before one and two. Um, we'll talk about three in a future episode, hopefully. Oh, we um, might briefly. We might. That. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we we'll do a rom com like last yeah. movie or something. Um, so special would be better than just talking about that. For yeah. So the movie is on Netflix. Um, if you have yeah. that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think they ever released it on DVD. So it seems like if you um, want to watch that movie, you have to have a streaming platform, aka Netflix, which is the OG. Um, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So let us know what you thought of it on our Facebook page. Um, we really do love the reviews. Um, like I said, if you want us to talk about any series or any particular movie that's coming out, we're definitely okay with considering it. Um, and yeah, uh, the details are in our episode notes. And please subscribe to our Spotify or Apple podcast if you enjoy our content and leave a review if you like us. We want to keep getting better and better. And we do love the feedback as well because obviously, you know, we want to be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like how many times we get off track every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anyway, well, thank you, Matthew, for uh, having the chat today. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll... Um, well, we won't see you next time, but we'll we'll hear from you. <laughs> we'll digitally time. speak to you <laughs> next time. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you guys. Have a good yeah. one. Bye. Where do you go from here? Your light is very near.